You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for pirates. You're listening to Absolute Empowerment with Coach Jeff Connors on The Sports Objective. Join Coach C, the USA Strength and Conditioning Hall of Famer, every Monday night to see in a variety of guests, including former players, former and current coaches, pastors, and others will discuss relevant issues in coaching today's athlete with the goal of equipping the athlete and those coaching them with the physical, mental, and spiritual armor necessary to live their best life. Here's Coach Connors. Welcome to our 11th show, and we are back around the campfire with Pastor Gene Williams. And today we are going to be finishing up our segments, and this will be our third segment uh, on the uh, Paul and the Epistles. And I'm very excited about this today, Pastor Gene, because we can endeavor to provide practical information and advice uh, to the listeners there that has root in the word. And uh, That's right. I want to just say a couple things first. And you can uh, back me up on this or possibly <laughs> correct me on this. <laughs> when we're talking about Paul, uh, he called himself the worst of sinners. Is that true? He viewed himself as the chief of sinners. He did. Yeah. He did. That's true. Okay. That's how he, that, that was a personal reflection of his life before Christ and all that he had done. And so if God had grace on him, God's surely going to have grace on us. And that's the next thing that I wanted to mention is through these letters, grace is the centerpiece. Mm -hmm. It is. That? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. And of course, we want to get into that uh, and define that a little bit more. But uh, Paul has defined who we should be in Christ and stating in Christ, in him, in whom uh, 41 times in Ephesians. So that, of course, is powerful mm -hmm. and has provided specific instruction on the works of the flesh to avoid if we expect to make it to the kingdom of heaven and has provided for uh, transformation. Uh, transformation is available. And uh, so what I wanted to do today Pastor, was start with the things that are mentioned in the epistles, and I might have missed a few, uh, with regard to being carnal, uh, works of the flesh, or things we must put to death mm -hmm. to make it to the kingdom. And so when we look at that list, I'm going to go through it pretty quick here. Anger, lying, stealing, selfish ambition, jealousy, rivalries covetousness, drunkenness, malice, contentions, dissensions, clamor, adultery, fornication, blasphemy, sorcery, heresy, extortion, bitterness, outbursts of wrath, licentiousness, evil desire, uncleanliness, and hatred. And that basically doesn't encompass, I don't think, every commandment either. So, the point I'm making in here is uh, here, Pastor, is that it seems to be very easy on a daily basis to be a sinner. <laughs> yes, and, sir. <laughs> uh, when when you look at what we what the average person does every day, gets out of bed, has got to get their kids up, get them ready for school, and of course, uh, uh, got to get themselves ready for work, and 
got to get out on the road and drive on the road. And, uh, you know, you got to put your day every day with the right attitude. Right. Uh, so you don't uh, get involved in any type of sin <laughs> before you even get out of the house. Uh, but, you know, we've been talking about the collegiate athlete, the collegiate experience. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I think this is very important here because, uh, you know, when we look at, like, East Carolina, for instance, we, which we're all familiar with, of course. You know, I, I coached here. You went to school here. Uh, I actually uh, went to school here four times and graduated, and I got a master's degree because I was here 18 years. So, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, anyway, East Carolina was voted the number one party school in the nation. And we use that to recruit athletes to come here. I mean, were we promoting revelries? Uh, <laughs> what, do, what do we say about what goes on at any university or any, any in any athletic program with with drunkenness? And you know, we're going to we're going to do the tailgate. Then we're going to celebrate. Mm-hmm. We're going to tailgate all day, and then we're going to scream all. Uh, at the the game, you know, and uh, so basically I'm just talking about football right now and what we see at the collegiate level and what these athletes and what, what other people who go to college, what they learn at a young age, that seems to be okay. Uh, But if if we look here and, and define all these things that are mentioned in the epistles you know, this is a bit of a wake-up call because now I want to go to Hebrews 4.12 where it says, for the word of God is living mm-hmm. and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of soul and spirit and of joint and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So the word is living. That's right. And so when you look at these things and you minister to young people, either at the high school or collegiate level, is there any wiggle room? Or oh, are, yeah. we to, are we staying with the word? Because I've seen people leave churches now and tell me the church has changed. I'm going somewhere else because now they're accepting things that we used to not accept. And there's truth to that, too. And. Yeah, you look at it, um, and you you loaded a lot of good things right there together. I've never been asked, did uh, ECU or any program ever use revelry to recruit? That was a new that was a new pitch for me to hit right there. So yeah. <laughs> I think you may have hit some truth there. So when we look at when we look at the epistles, and we're going to apply this to an athlete, we're going to teach athletes what are the best things for them to do, what are the right things for them to do. We're going to teach them what to stay away from. We're going to teach them what are the pitfalls and dangers, right? Now, we are human beings. uh, We all want to relieve stress in some way, right? You've had a big game. You've had a big win. You want to celebrate. Uh, There's there's a lot of right ways to do that. There's a lot of good things that can be done. There's a lot of wrong ways to do that as well. Um, I mean, how many athletes have you seen even go pro that, uh, they could not they, they could not discipline their off the field lifestyle and because they could not discipline that area of their lives whether it was with whether it was with women or whether it was uh, with their money or whether it was with um, 
the party lifestyle that, that can be accessible to anybody. They shortened their own the field life, right? They took years uh, off of their careers because of not what was happening on the field, what was happening off the field. And so we know that translates. We know that for me to have a, a, the right type of on the field is what I'm going to be off the field. So when I look at scripture, what I understand is this truth. God is not a killjoy. He is not trying to rob me of anything good. In fact, he's doing two things. He's setting a parameter of my life. One thing he's doing, all the thou shalt is to promote me. All the thou shalt not is to protect me. Um, we, I'm a season ticket holder. I'm at every home game almost without fail, uh, unless I have to do a wedding or a funeral. And I would suggest to our viewership, uh, try to stay away from those six home football games a, a year, and your pastor will certainly appreciate that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll make it work because we love you. Um, we, we tailgate every week. We have about 30 people from our church who tailgate every week, and we enjoy cooking out, and we enjoy um, – as a believer, I don't drink alcohol. Uh, we, that's something we teach and admonish in our ministry um, to encourage and help our people walk with. Uh, that's our, our stance as a ministry. Um, so we do things the right way. And, and I, I tell people all the time, we can go to a ball game when, when, when 50,000 people are at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, 50,000 plus. Um, I, Jeff, I like to know what's happening. I like to be able to uh, having been a player, I'm, I'm reading what the offense is doing, what the defense is doing. I'm enjoying my family. I've got friends who sit around me, people I've gotten to know. And, and for those people who've been partying hard all day uh, and they've, they've gotten, um, I'll say it respectfully, they've gotten liquored up and got loud, we can tell you don't know what you're talking about and there's not, any, there's not anything good. Okay, Donnie Kirkpatrick and Mike Houston and Blake Harrell cannot hear you when you're hollering, uh, you know, what you holler. but uh you know here's 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 the gist of it there is a right way and a good way and a blessed way to enjoy many things in life yeah and so our flesh our flesh is drawn to that which is destructive and what feels good in the moment normally what you have is with sin you have a short-term gain you have a long-term loss yeah in righteousness you may have to have a short-term sacrifice but right. you have a long-term gain. Uh, and we'll compare it this way. Uh, I'll celebrate 25 years of marriage this year with my wife, okay? I wake up every day of my life knowing that the woman beside me uh, was the best that God had for me in my life. And every year we've grown closer, uh, we've learned each other better, we've, learned, we've loved each other more, uh, we've lived this life in faith with each other. And, and it's, it's more awesome now at 25 years than what it was in his first year, right? Yeah. A man, I, I, so I, I have found tremendous, glorious, fulfilling, soul-satisfying uh, joy in a marriage of, of 25 years with one woman. That's what the scriptures teach us, right? God designed us this way. I am all over. I have far surpassed the man who is he's decided to have 25 women in his life. He will never have what I have with my wife. Uh, he'll never have what you have with, with Michelle. And so when we start understanding, man, one, there's a lot that God allows us to do, but we just do it the right way. And yeah. the things that he says don't do are, 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 are things that are, you know, destructive to us anyway. Um, 
So, you know, that's, that's the, and look, here's, here's the unfortunate thing. We all do sin. I sin. I wish I didn't sin. Yeah. Uh, I doubt from a Sunday to Sunday. Um, and before I ever stand up as a shepherd, I'm always a sheep, right? I'm a believer before I'm a pastor. Uh, I doubt Sunday to Sunday that I ever have a week of my life that I've either not done something I shouldn't have done or I missed the opportunity to do something I should have done. And thank God for grace with that. But, uh, yeah, you you look at these athletes who really do buy into what's uh, happening, the on the field, off the field, um, and, man, they'll get you'll get your best out of them, right? And yeah. then you can take kids who've got talent. You and I have talked about it in your gym. Kids who were they had a, they had NFL level talent, and yet they never even got out of college because of that lifestyle off the field destroying them. So yeah, the the epistles of Paul help us. Well, they are a roadmap on how to navigate life and, and end up where God wanted us to be at. Well, you know, when I was in college, uh, I, I played football. Hey, I was right in the middle of this. Believe me. Yes. You know, yeah. I mean. Uh, I've heard your stories. We, we win a big game. It's the parties all night long. I mean, you know, yeah. I'm, I, I haven't, uh, I haven't, I was not able to avoid it, you know, through my experience in college. But again, I'll say that uh, the culture makes right. it okay. You know, the culture somehow makes it okay. You feel like it's okay because that's what everybody's doing. Right. Right. And, uh, at least you think that way. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You think that way because, and you're not in church. I mean, you might not be in church. You might not be in mm -hmm. the word like you should be. Mm -hmm. I think that some, some athletes at the collegiate level and students at the collegiate level at, at that age, sometimes put Christianity on timeout. They do. They, they get some idea in their mind. Well, I I'll, I'll do that later. And now I want to have fun. So, well, uh, we're all kind of drawn, are we not, to this sin yeah. of pride? Um, that was the first sin ever committed in the history of life. Was yeah. And it was by Lucifer when he was an archangel who became Satan. We all deal with pride. And pride is is me wanting to be in charge, me wanting to be in control, me wanting to do what I want to do, um, getting what I want, when I want it, how I want. Uh, I've always said with ECU, and I, I have a lot of, of people I met there who I love and I even stay in contact with now. It's on our back door at our church. Um, universities are almost chiseled out in such a way that uh, they, that really is not a culture that anything more so today than it has been 20 years ago. Uh, anything of faith is seemingly is pushed out. I, I will I will say it seems like I, I can't say it's absolutely true. Anything of faith concerning uh, Jesus Christ is pushed out. Now, I yeah. think we people seem to be more intellectual that they can discuss other world religions. Um, but rather, ra rarely do you have a pastor from a local church get caught in to have any of those conversations. But it's, it's almost like there is that past that people have in their minds, Jeff. Um, right. But, you know, eventually at that some point, uh, that type of living, that type of lifestyle. And again, we're all sinners. I'm not better than anybody else. Yeah. Uh, it's going to wear you thin. And it's going to wear you out uh, and it's going to rob you from uh, the life you could have. And I, I always say with ECU, ECU for me was like a fire. It's either going to burn you up or fire or it's going to build you up. And I, again, and I, I'm not saying I was not without any struggles at any time, uh, but I did not let that culture when I was there um, 
get a hold of me. It drove me, it drove me closer to Christ, not farther away. Yeah. And so that certainly can happen. And here again, I think you know this is true. Well, where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. There, there are some truly uh, God-fearing, God-loving, Jesus-serving people at ECU, whether that's in academics or athletics, or uh, there are some great young people who are serving Christ as students. Yeah. Um, so we see one extreme, but we can also see the good side of it uh, as well, no doubt. Well, the things that uh, that I mentioned now, the young people at the collegiate level, uh, yeah, I can tell them about my own mistakes, of course, uh, all right. day. Uh, but drugs, which I, I never was a drug guy, you know, I, but you know, the smoking is very uh, common, of course, and the NCAA rules get you fired for that if you're a player, and that's still the way it is. Uh, alcohol, of course, and both of those can be addictions. Uh, nutrition and sleep. Uh, if you have children uh, coming to college, you may have a child. You may have more than one child. Mm-hmm. How to deal with that. Uh, how to get in with the right people, not the wrong people, as far as your influences around you, which that's always a factor. And then making sure you have a spiritual life of some sort, you know, uh, being involved in a church or being involved in some sort of spiritual life. Mm-hmm. as you probably were growing up and don't abandon that, you know, stay in it. That's right. And so th- those are some of the things that I mentioned to uh, young people. Uh, uh, but also looking back at this uh, just for anyone, you know, you look at anger or lying or jealousy or covetousness, covetousness, sorry, uh, maybe even drunkenness. Uh, these are probably, some of the more common ones, uh, uh, you know, there's uh, a lot of jealousy and a lot of, uh, I guess you could say, selfish ambition uh, in mm. regard to career, uh, but also with uh, material things, uh, keeping up with the neighbors next door or, you know, right. you see a car that you like or, you know, you you feel envious about somebody else who's doing better than you and you wonder how they're doing it, you know, things like that. Probably see more, more things like that than anything else. But uh, so I just think those are things that people need to be aware of uh, that Mm -hmm. Paul speaks against. And then when we get into the, to the good part of things, right. Where we are, we are basically um, conducting spiritual warfare and we're trying to stay the mind and focus on things such as love, joy, peace, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And I think, I really think self-control is huge. Mm-hmm. Joy is huge. Uh, faithfulness, of course, is, is, is enormous. And, you know, we're talking about the fruit of the spirit and the character of the new man here. Right. Tender mercy, humility, uh, meekness, and of course, with one another, which would be forgiveness. And then we look at uh, the three things specifically there to mention with the character of the new man, which would be love, peace, and the word of God, you know, staying in the word. Ephesians 5 talks about walking in love, walking in the light, walking in wisdom, mm-hmm. and of course, maintaining spiritual wisdom as opposed to earthly wisdom. So we have some good weaponry here. Absolutely. If we can just learn to practice these things, we can avoid a lot of the other things, even though that list is about 
35, 40 things. <laughs> yes, sir. You know, <laughs> I'm not really thinking about extortion or, uh, you know, sorcery <laughs> or heresy, uh, but uh, right. it's there. So uh, uh, what are your comments there, Pastor? I, I think it's neat how Paul lays out those sins and warns us of them and the destructiveness of them. And he moves us to the fruit of the spirit. Yep. Well, you and I both know this. Uh, and we, you and I, when I first started working out with you, we joked about this, that, uh, man, people want to go in Connor's gym and in a week look different. You're not going to look different in a week. Uh, right. I, I can remember the first few times leaving <laughs> from, from you and calling my wife who was on the way to school. She's an educator. And I'm like, if I can get back to the church and not die, if I can, if I can breathe all the way back and not die, I would have accomplished something. But you know, over time, it got, <laughs> circuit training will wear anybody out, right? Circuit training will put you on your knees and get you closer to God, I promise you. Um, it took time to develop that. It took time to get that strength back. And, and you know, some of our viewers know that I'm recovering from a back surgery now, and you, you and I are literally just starting another phase of this to rehab uh, that, that injury. And, you know, what we begin to see is the patience. Right. In life, God teaches us patience. Patience is the ability that we have to wait on God. And we we none we none have that on our own. Now, there's there's a huge difference in being patient and being passive. Rarely does God ever teach us to be passive. OK, uh, Christians, we're not people think we're your meek people. The word meekness has nothing to do with weakness. Meekness has everything to do with strength, but knowing right. how to to monitor that strength and then moderate and how you're giving it out. Right. Um, so the, the neat thing is this Christianity, our faith, our walk with Christ and, and Ephesians five, you know, some of my favorite passages, Christianity is all inside out. Okay. It cannot be, it cannot be outside in. Right. So by being, I read the Bible every day, not because I'm a good person. I read the Bible because I'm a sinner saved by grace. And I understand that, that's how I stay in tune with the Lord. It's just like all three of my children are, are blessed musically. They're all pretty fair at what they do. Um, play about six different instruments, 23 of them. I don't play anything, but, um, you know, if they don't practice their music, if they don't work on that instrument, keep it in tune, it, it doesn't do like it's supposed to. So Paul deals a lot with the inside, that inner man that you're talking about, right? Having my soul, uh, saved and cleansed and then, uh, the spirit, how I express right. that soul. All these things are built in and then they flow out. Uh, if I have that walk with the Lord inside of my life, um, as you said, you're not going to get to extortion and wrath and these other things. It's the same. It's the same premise that we would use here. How we practice is how we play. Yeah. So in life, what people see every day is like the game that we're playing. But that walk I have with God, that is my everyday practice. That's what I'm, I am working in and working on every day. And I, I love this. You up in the word of God. This is why people are afraid to read the scriptures, by the way, because when you open the word of God, it's going to open you. Yeah. And that's what Paul was. I think it was Paul in Hebrews. That's my opinion. Uh, he's talking about a small Roman, uh, basically dagger that was used. It was used in hand to hand combat. It was also used in surgery after the battle was over and that that dagger was kept very sharp two-edged sword right um and it was used to get right to where the wound was at and to 
relieve the injury. And so what does the word of God do? The word of God goes right to where sin has injured us. Yeah. And it cuts that out. It relieves that. And, and in that fruit, something replaces itself. It grows back in the grace of God to be something it was intended to be. And so um, we go internal first and that walk in our soul and spirit, then it flows out to our lives. And that's, that is the way, man, isn't that a lot like athletes in college and high school? It's, it's yeah. how you practice, it's how you play. Now in your house, for instance, uh, what are the rules for Jonathan on TV and uh, the computer and media and music? Uh, <laughs> how do you handle that? <laughs> oh man. So uh, very carefully, I might add, um, our kids uh, have all played just about every sport. So we're, we don't really get off season as a family. Um, the the uh, girls that play volleyball in, you know, in the fall, then basketball and then soccer. Jonathan reverses it. Uh, I wish we had football, but we don't have that. He plays soccer, basketball, baseball. And so one element is, um, I mean, they're, they're busy with school. And so that, that, free time is already uh, strained and limited. Um, all three of my children have phones. They got phones when they were about 12 years old. My son has an Xbox upstairs. Uh, one of the main rules I have for them is I monitor what they do. That doesn't, that doesn't mean I'm looking 24 seven at what they're doing, but Les and I can go back and check that anytime we want to. Um, transparency is key. Uh, my wife can check my phone anytime she wants to. She can yeah. pick it up, she can look at it, she can look at the history. Um, rarely do I ever erase anything out of my search history. Um, so, and if I do, it's not anything bad. It's that, you know, I don't want to know. I've been looking at six things of sports teams at 1130 at night, trying to clear my head, but you, you, you have to have, you have to have some discipline. Um, what I told him the other day, we, we got to know what we got to lay hold on. We got to go, we got to know, we got to let go of, right. Yeah. And that, and I encourage parents with that. Do not let your children have hours upon hours upon hours of screen time. That is, that is, e even the secular community would tell you that's unhealthy. And so, uh, Jonathan, in a day's time, he'll for non-academic use, uh, he's going to have an hour, an hour and a half. But that's going to be split up. That he might have ten minutes in the morning on the way to school. He may have ten minutes in the afternoon because uh, he's on varsity, so he has an hour and a half before practice. Um, he may be a lot of his stuff is like mine is, is slipping through ESPN or CBS sports or Fox. Um, not only does Jonathan know everybody ECU's playing in order, he knows everybody in our conference and who they're playing in order. Uh, cause that's, he just loves that stuff. He's scrolling it. Um, yeah. so we get home at nighttime. If all the homework's done, if we're not watching something as a family, you know, they can have time, but there comes a time, uh, you put those phone, phones down and listen, here's the truth. If it's good for our children to put their phones down and clear their minds and go to bed, if that's good for my children, it's just as good for me as an adult. Sure. Um, so enjoy it, but don't, don't let your diversions, don't let your diversions become a distraction. Um, and they can easily do that. Media, media, phones, iPads, TV, all that can be, it can be a wonderful part of your life. And it can also be an unhealthy part of your life. Well, I appreciate that, um, and that's a, that's a good guideline for everybody. Uh, the one other thing that we never really got into that applies right now because we are talking about combating these things that are sin is putting on the armor of God, and of course, mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's 
the whole purpose of armoredlife.org. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, that we started and also, uh, you know, looking at those things, which would be truth uh, represented by the, the girded waist, uh, righteousness by the breastplate, peace uh, with the feet, uh, faith with the shield, salvation with the helmet, and then maybe most important would be the uh, the sword of the spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I understand it or look at it, that's probably the only offensive weapon we've talked about. That's right. Um, And so with regard to that, I think those are pretty self-explanatory. And we've talked about those, but just a little story here that I I did when uh, I fell into this responsibility of uh, when I was with Steve, somehow giving motivational talks on Friday night. Before. <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> and, uh, you know, after I got bored with myself, I bring people in. I brought Pat Dye in. I brought the martial arts people in. I had two guys fight in the locker room one time before a game, all kinds of stuff. The military I brought in, but uh, I think there were 75 pregame uh, talks. <laughs> Yes, but one, of the, one of the most impactful was the story of the dog soldier. And that is, of course, when uh, the Cheyenne Indian would go into battle, their most fierce braves would have their uh, sash wrapped around their waist many times with a stake on the end of it. And then in the heat of the battle, when things got really rough, they would dismount and drive that stake into the ground and within the circumference of the circle would fight to the death. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, <clears throat> the analogy there was football's territorial. If you have a gap, if you have B gap, if you have deep third, if you have to block the linebacker, you concentrate on your job. That's your responsibility. And if anybody, everybody can do their job at that level, you're going to have success. If that's what you focus on, you refuse to lose your responsibility for that particular play. You take care of your job. And uh, you take care of it with the mentality of the dog soldier. And so, you know, if you're coming into my territory, you know, if I got if I got contained, which I had right. in college a lot, contained, I'm not letting anybody inside of me. You know, I'm going to take that very seriously because that's my responsibility. And that's what I need to focus on for that particular defensive call. But I think we can say the same thing now as we coach people or, or minister to mm-hmm. people in relationship to, hey, right. drive this mountain, drive that stake in the ground. You know, don't let yourself be violated by anger and lies and hatred and, and uh, covetousness, uh, which I can't pronounce, or selfish ambition, all these You're things. Good. I mean, <laughs> drive that stake in the ground and fight to the death if you have to but don't let it in. That's right. And, uh, you know, I think we, we, we got to, you know, maybe we need to speak a little bit, bit more seriously about this, maybe give a little bit stronger instructions sometimes about this. And I've heard you do that. So I know you're capable of that. So you don't have to <laughs> convince me. Uh, but, uh, and I love the way you preach. Uh, but I, I think we, you know, we have to be strong with this message. And we, we do. you know, we've got to let people know that they've got weaponry to fight this spiritual battle and they don't have to succumb to a certain culture. Uh, there's right. honor in staying with what's in the word. And uh, you can be proud of that. 
Amen. If you're hanging around with some people who feel the same way, that's even better because you right. group to support you. That's right. And so uh, I don't have a whole lot more to say about what we've talked about <laughs> with, with the epistles <laughs> because we could get into, you know, probably yeah. a year of conversation if we wanted we to with all the richness that's in there. But I will tell you this. Every time I read one of the epistles again, I, you know, I always continue, continue to see something else, continue to learn something. That's so, right. you know, we want to basically uh, tell the audience out there, get in this, man. That's get right. in this well, as often as you can. Even if you can you, just read a couple scriptures a day, you've got to get right. in this, man, because it's so powerful. I'll tell you, and I love that illustration of the dog soldier. Yeah. Uh, I remember I was on your treadmill one morning walking. I was trying to do something with my back, and it was in between the two surgeries. And you, you were telling you had a cup of coffee on one hand and standing right. beside the treadmill. You told me that, so which is a that's a great illustration. You think about <laughs> us as you know, you think about us as believers, and that cross that Jesus hung and died on. That's yeah. the stake for us as spiritual soldiers. That's been yeah. driven in the ground, right? And we tie ourselves to that life and that sacrifice. And uh, we, we are to give everything we have. And every day that we do that, we get stronger. And we, we're going to face adversity. We're going to face trials. Um, you know, the interesting thing about that, the, the weaponry in Ephesians 6 is really only the front is protected. Uh, if you say the Roman soldier and their, their armor, really, it was just the front that was protected. Yeah. Um, and that that sword was that the one they're talking about is is made for a hand to hand combat. So we know that, you know, what's what's in my circle, uh, my own walk with Christ. Right. Uh, I try to practice what Proverbs says about first fruits. And that is to give my first part of my day to the Lord. And now that I give my entire day to God and you can do this, whether you're a pastor or not, that yeah. quiet time you have in the word. Uh, God is not limited to that 30 minutes you have or 45 minutes you have. Um, I make every morning on our way to church, I, I make uh, my truck, my pickup truck, I, I make it an altar and make it a place of prayer. And so I'm going I'm to tie myself to that stake behind me. And for us as believers, it's the cross. And it's going to be my own walk with God. And then it's going to be my marriage, right? Yeah. Uh, the closer we are to Christ, the better a spouse we're going to be. We're going to bring right. out the best of each other. And then with my children, right? right. You're at this stage, grandchildren. Um, I'm not, I'm a little ways from that, but still I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a spiritually fight for them and, and what God's will is for them. And, uh, and then my church and then my, my friends and whoever God puts in my path. And we, we're going to engage this culture with truth. We're going to engage it with strength. We're going to engage it with love. Um, it's, and sin is sin. But boy, that that cross in our life, that is a stake in the ground that yeah. uh, I would encourage anybody watching this. I had a guy talk to me this week and say, hey, man, I started watching the, the um, uh, podcast and everything I thought was great. And Jeff, there's a lot of people right now who I believe uh, are genuinely saved. But for yeah. whatever reason, they've gotten out of fellowship with the Lord. Um, they're not in the word every day. They're not in a church on a, on a regular basis. They're not praying except when there's a problem. And I'm, I'm telling you, you and I both know this. It, 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 let's equate it to this. Uh, you go buy a piece of workout equipment. You get it. 
you get on it for a little while, then you start making excuses, you get off of it. Uh, and then all of a sudden you're not using it. It's just sitting there. Well, even though it's got the ability to help you, as long as you're not doing anything with it, you're, you're missing the blessing of it. And that's how our spiritual life can be. We can have the right tools. We can have the right weapons, but we have to be careful that neglect or apathy do, do not set in. And, uh, I mean, if, if we're going to, if we're going to get stronger physically, because we're going to change our diets yeah, or we're going to exercise or we're going to stretch ourselves in a reasonable way and we're going to sweat. Why do we think doing that is just physical? It is also spiritual. Same yeah. thing. I got to change what I allow into my life. I got to change what I push out of my life, right? I've got to put forth the energy. I got to put forth the effort. I've got to have that discipline, right? If someone's watching, they're, they're not engaged in a local church go visit some pray ask god to lead you and guide you don't don't find one that just fits you and what you want you go somewhere it's going to preach and teach the truth and love you in that and you'll find where you fit in that ministry do that um and and start being into it every day i'm telling you the the everyday christian life it is not easy it is not without struggles or pain or adversity but it is rich with his blessings and yeah. uh, what a joy it is, man. What a joy it is to live for Jesus. So I'd, I'd encourage anybody, get in the word. You say, I had a lady ask me at church, I read my Bible all the way through in a year. I said, look, just read it a piece at a time. Read it book by book. Read it chapter by chapter. Read it verse by verse. And the more right. you do that, and look, every time I've done that, I, it doesn't tell me that I don't feel like how much I do know. Every time I go through that process in my life, I realize how much more I still have to learn. And uh, man, that's why the word of God is living. You, you will never go to the word of God that you won't get uh, a touch from God out of that. So you're, yeah, I love, you dial I love in, that, you're right off. I love that scripture. I love that scripture. That's awesome. Yes, sir. Uh, we're going to go ahead and give Bubba uh, permission to go ahead and bring in our guest. Yes. Uh, who I think we have. And, uh, and our guest today is Mr. Addison Bass. And uh, Addison, welcome to the show. It's great to see you today. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. And uh, so, Pastor Gene, uh, Addison was listening to the last show and felt compelled to contact me. And this is so exciting because this is exactly why we do this. And we're so excited to have you here with us today, Addison. And uh, so we want to talk about how you became a guest today. Um, and then we, we also want to talk about your history at East Carolina as an athlete, which you told me a little bit about. Uh, so uh, just, just beginning today, give us a little background on coming out of high school and coming to ECU as an athlete. Uh, who your coaches were, and then uh, the very amazing uh, transition that you made from football to baseball. Well, um, you have to excuse my voice, a uh, little raspy, but I'm from uh, Washington, North Carolina. Um, you know, when, Pastor, when you were, were talking to uh, Stephen the other day and you mentioned Chocolandy and Bath and Bellhaven and all those areas, I'm, I'm so familiar with them. But, yes, sir. Um, Played uh, played football and baseball and track in, in high school and uh, came to East Carolina in 1971 on a football scholarship. 
and uh, had knee reconstruction in 1973. And uh, I came to play for Coach Sonny Randall. And uh, you may remember Pat Dye came in in 1974, I think it was. So we finished it that time with him. Uh, and um, the knee thing caused me problems with football, but I was blessed enough to uh, be able to start baseball in 1974. And I played baseball through 1976 for Coach George Williams. And, um, you know, certainly a, a blessing in my life. It, uh, uh, Coach Randall and Coach Williams are, uh, you know, Coach Randall and Coach Williams have passed now. And, uh, but they were, they were like fathers to me. And, uh, and I never could repay back the, uh, the things they did for me and the encouragement they gave uh, when they didn't have to. And, um, you know, that's why I love East Carolina. You, you know, it, uh, talking about bleeding purple, I think I do. Uh, because uh, I never can repay um, what that university's done for me. You know, my choice in 1971 was to play for college football or go to Vietnam. And, uh, you know, obviously the blessing was to be a part of college athletics. Um, and then, I, you know, I graduated, uh, went into education, started like most uh, coaching and teaching, and then got into educational administration. And uh, then got out for a while. And Coach Connors, you, you know who I'm talking about now, but I went back in and uh, went back in teaching and coaching again. Had to, had the pleasure of coaching C.J. Wilson. Yeah. Um, when he was at Northside, and what a fine young man he is. Um, but I'm retired now, and uh, you know, I just, I just was, I just was touched by you guys and uh, Stephen the other day when I listened to that, and uh, and then your words today, my goodness, you know how how they strike home with me because uh, you know I'm lukewarm at best. And uh, I hate to admit that, but that's the truth. Um, you know, I'm one of these that when things are going good, you know, everything as far as the Lord and all that kind of goes to the back burner. And then when things start getting tough, I throw up some foxhole prayers. And, uh, and I'm not proud of that, but that's the, that's the honest that's the honest truth. And uh, I just got so much out of your show the other day. And, uh, and I know I am falling short of the mark and uh you know i've accepted the lord as my savior but amen what you described right at the end pastor uh is me yeah. and uh, i need that changed in my life um i really do I've, I've been blessed in a lot of ways got a great family got great children 10 amen. grandchildren and uh but i'm missing the mark myself personally and um, that's, like I said, that's nothing I'm proud of, but that's, that's just honesty. I want to recognize your courage today mm -hmm. um, because not everybody's going to get on a podcast where the whole world can get on here if they want to. I don't know how many people listen to this. I want to recognize your courage. And, and I want to say that's represented in Romans 1, uh, 16 and 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. And uh, I think that scripture, Pastor Gene, uh, you can 
you can support me on that if you want. And yes, sir. Uh, you know, I'm trying my best to preach a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, I really, uh, I really want to recognize your courage and uh, how much we care about you as Amen. fellow pirates. I still consider myself to be a pirate because I was there for I consider you one know, of a lifetime Me for too. some people. So, uh, uh, God, I mean, this is awesome. And Pastor, I, I just I'm going to go ahead and let you do your thing, and uh, and Pastor is definitely going to pray pray with you today. And, and we appreciate you so much rededicating your life to Christ today. Thank Amen. you. Amen. I, I concur. And it, it's an honor to talk to you. Um, Jeff had contacted me during the week and said, Gene, he, 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 come, he kind of told me some of your history. And uh, I'm going to call you Mr. Bass out of respect, by the way. And uh, <laughs> that's, that's okay. Addison, um, be fine, please. <laughs> um, and I love talking to Burford County people. I love it. Um, I love that uh, we connected with Stephen last week and with you today. And I did not know you were tied to Washington, my brother. We'll have to talk about Bill's hot dogs. At oh, my gracious. We've got to ke- ke- catch up yeah. with each other. Yeah. You know, uh, not- I'll tell you a Bill's hot dog story and I'll shut up. Coach yeah. Randall, Coach Randall and, the, uh, and all the coaches on the staff loves Bill's hot dog. And so they would send me home on Thursdays to go get. 40 or 50 hot dogs that they would oh, put, yeah. put in the freezer and freeze and then they'd eat on them during the week. But I was the, I was the Bill's hot dog messenger <laughs> or, or provider. Boy, they love those things. Yeah. If Jeff knows you eat one of those, he makes you do a whole extra circuit in the gym. Just know that he, he'll get you for that. But, um, I just I, found I, out they sold them at the stadium the last game. That wasn't good. No, <laughs> man. Well, we're going to all start confessing right now if we're not careful. Um, what I, I, I'm so thankful for your, uh, you know, what, what has always driven ECU, and I even picked this up when I was there, was this area of service. Um, ECU's whole foundation was set upon the ability to go and serve others, and I, I think it's evident in your life uh, that you have done that. And I, I think it's amazing that um, just through last week, us, you know, serving Stephen. I thought Stephen was so gracious last week, which I knew this and I was not going to bring it up, um, that we had we had gotten the best of bath the last couple of times before they became Northside. Um, and he brought that up on his own, but it was amazing just to pray with him. And I tell people all the time that, um, boy, number one, we're just thankful that we're saved. And there is nobody out there that God is prohibiting from being saved. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I'm, I'm thankful in your life for whenever that, that moment happened. And I'm thankful that the grace of God uh, holds us, e- even when we want to stray. Uh, God does not let go of us. Um, I, I was preaching in a chapel this week in Goldsboro, and I told the young people, grace is God reaching out to me. Faith is when I reach back to God. And the Bible says that before I ever reach out to God, God reaches out to me for by grace are you saved through faith. And uh, we know that's found right there in Ephesians chapter two. And, and this isn't of works lest any man should boast, right? It is salvation is the gift of God. And um, we've had a lot of people in our church, our ministry the last 10, 15 years who've come to a point like you have brother. And that is that, hey, I want to, wherever I'm in my faith, I want to take a step closer. I want to, I want to get closer. I want to be more. Look, we all 
there's not one of us who does not fail. Every one of us fails. Uh, and the same way that you said, Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me, that's exactly where you start out again. And you just say, Lord, you know I'm your child, but I, I want more of you than what I've had. I want to get closer to you than what I've been. And Lord, I want to start today. And I, I want this to be real. And I'm going to be genuine in it. And here's the great thing. It's not me stirring me to do that. It's the Lord stirring me. Last week, what stirred you was the Holy Spirit using that moment. And, and you know his spirit because you're saved and he's, he's drawing you. And so uh, for Addison Bass, for Jeff Connors, for Stephen Rowdy, for Gene Williams, for C.J. Wilson, for whoever, right? I'm so thankful that through Jesus Christ, we've got direct access to God the Father through God the Son. And uh, his, his spirit, that third person of the Trinity, draws us. And we can come back and say, Lord, uh, I want to give you my life all over again, fresh and new. I want to give you every part of it. There's no area of my life I'm going to prohibit you out of. And I, I want you in. And I'm telling you, that, that yieldedness, the Bible says that yieldedness is what brings us into that close fellowship. And, and uh, brother, I'm going to pray with you here in a second and pray for you. Um, any way I could personally help you, I would, uh, love to do that. Love to meet you, love to encourage you. Um, and for you to say in your own heart, which I think you're already there and Lord, I, I want you to forgive me where I've fallen and help me now to walk that path that you saved me to walk. Uh, Jeff doesn't regret that. You won't regret that. I don't regret that. Um, and, and to be able to get closer to Christ more every day, it's a, it's a day. I love what Ephesians teaches. It's a day in, day out Christianity. It's a day by day faith. Some days I'm, I seem like I'm stronger than others. Uh, but to, to be yielded unto him, uh, brother, that's everything. And so uh, we want to pray for you. I, I, again, I concur with what Jeff said. For anybody to come on a program uh, and say, listen, the Lord spoke to me last week and I, I'm serious. I want to I want freshen and new. Uh, it's not that you're giving your soul to Christ because you've already done that but I'm going to give my life to Christ for you to do that. Uh, that is an amazing thing. And I, I'm going to encourage you when we pray here in just a moment is I pray for you and pray over you uh, that while I'm doing that, you're praying in your heart as well, brother. And uh, all these things that God is doing, you, you're asking God's listening. I, I love the fact that Jeff can pray. You can pray. I can pray all at the same time. And God hears us all equally as if we were just the only one praying. And uh, so we want to, I admire you. I encourage you. I want to be a blessing to you in these days ahead and boy so respect again your willingness to to, to come and say hey um i'm needing to live this life right now this is what god and this is god at work in you brother this is exactly what it is so yes, coach connor's anything you want to you want to book into that right there or would well, you like I just to go ahead and pray that, or? Uh, we want you to know how thankful we are for your contribution to east carolina athletics Amen. And to young people throughout your life, because that's a lot more meaningful than you might even imagine. Uh, I know CJ is now the head coach at North Pitt, and I yeah. I trained him a little bit myself when he was thinking about trying to get back in the league. Uh, so I've got a little bit of experience with him, but we appreciate you. We appreciate the fine people that you played with because I'm somewhat familiar mm -hmm. with them. Uh, I think you said Jim Post, correct? Yes. And uh, Danny Kepley. Kepley. And, uh, these Jim are all, all big names. Yep. 
uh, all big name pirates, uh, faithful to, to the death. So, uh, that's, I just want to make sure you, you know how much we appreciate, uh, your contribution as an athlete and as a, uh, a teacher of young people. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's just, it's well, right to me. Uh, I'm just yes, so thankful sir. I had the opportunity. And I'll tie, I'll tie a little knot here for us together. Uh, C.J. Wilson at North Pitt. I have a lot of kids in my church that go to North Pitt, but I have uh, two of his uh, assistant coaches who are coming to our church. And so there's there's tie those tie-ins never stop. They just uh, they just weave together like that. But uh, brother Addison, we want to pray for you right now. And as we're yes, praying sir. for you, I encourage you to to pray the same. And uh, isn't it awesome that our God gives us fresh starts? Yes, and he, he, he meets us right where we are and that's where he starts working. And that's, that's true of all of our lives. And I know that's what he's going to do for you. And I'm in, I'm encouraged and excited to see what God's going to do with you moving forward. And so uh, let's, let's all pray together if we can. Yes, all right, Lord, thank you so much for this ministry that you've granted us to be a part of. And Lord, I can remember so clearly uh, working out with Jeff and, and, and Lord, uh, him talking more about spiritual matters than physical matters and how, Lord, I've seen you renovate his life spiritually. And now to uh, see him in ministry and giving and doing what he's doing. And Lord, what a blessing it is for us to tag team and, uh, and serve others together. And so, Lord, and thank you for letting me serve him as a brother and as a friend and as a pastor. And Lord, even last week as we prayed for Stephen and have thought about him during the week and uh, even pray for him more. Thank you for how you are working right now in his life. And Lord, I'm so thankful that you will take moments like that and someone else will tune in uh, like Addison. And um, Lord, no doubt he knows service. He knows what it means to give. And yet, Lord, you were speaking to him in that moment. And thank you that, Lord, you will recenter us in your grace. You will take what's been out of the way and you will put it back in its right place. And Lord, you will, you will create order in our lives. And Lord, that order is how you bless and you want to work. And so, Lord, we pray for our brother. We thank you for, again, as Jeff said so well, all he's given to the community and to our university and to uh, young people and athletics and how you've used him there. And Lord, I'm thankful that as he, uh, even now, just Lord yields himself to you afresh and anew. And he asks for a closer walk with you and a more intentional walk. Uh, that Lord, not only do you take him in this moment and bless him and strengthen him and even cleanse him, uh, Lord, you, you, you put him in a place where he is rooted and grounded. And Lord, you are going to plant him in such a way that he is going to grow in you and bring forth fruit and Lord, that same spirit of service, that same spirit of help, Lord, it's going to flow out to, to many more people. And so you're going to continue to do a work uh, in his life. So thank you for that stake in our life, that cross that we're all tied to, that we find our salvation in Jesus. And thank you for the circles of our life that we have our moving in our being. And Lord, how we uh, serve and work and even fight spiritually for you. So we pray that you'll bless our brother. We pray that you'll bring him back closer now than he's ever been. We pray that you would do, as you tell us in Romans 12, 1 through 2, you transform us through your word from the inside out. 
And we pray that you'll do this work uh, in our dear brother's life and that you will continue to strengthen and encourage him. May he stay yielded to you. May he be more in love with you today than he's ever been before. And may he see you more awake and aware in his life than he's ever known before. So bless Brother Addison, we pray, Father. We ask it all and we're thankful for it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Pastor Brother, Gene. However we can. Yes, sir. Encourage and help you. We want to do that. Thank you. Oh, yeah. And I really appreciate both of you being on today. I'm going to go ahead and start the signing off process here. Uh, this is Jeff Connors. Uh, today, I want to, I'm going to ask Vince Lombardi to forgive me for uh, uh, modifying no amount of pain, suffering, self-sacrifice, or dedication is too great a price to pay for ultimate victory in Jesus' name. And uh, thank you very much, and we hope to see you all next week. Thanks a lot. Thank you. You've been listening to Absolute Empowerment with Coach Jeff Connors on The Sports Objective. Join us every Monday night for a new edition of the show. Listen to the show pretty much everywhere podcasts are found. Be sure to follow us on social media at The Sports OBJ on Twitter and TikTok, at The Sports Objective on Instagram. Like and follow our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. As always, we appreciate you listening to the show, and go Pirates!